Onulop Bitum has officially reported to Chicago, and he's at the Advocate Center. It was at the Advocate Center yesterday getting shots up. We're going to talk about why the Windy City Bulls may actually be pretty fun to watch this upcoming season. We're going to talk about that. Plus, it's Saturday. That means it's mailbag day. We're going to dive into the mailbag for five voicemails. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for the day. And first up, Ernulot Bidham has officially now reported in Chicago. If you guys saw it, if you guys follow the Chicago Bulls official social media channels, a, a short video was posted in regards to Ernulot Bidham, uh, you know, welcoming himself to Chicago and, you know, saying that the fans can call him OB. So let's, let's, you know, we were trying to figure out a, a nickname for him. OB is going to be his nickname, I guess, but he's at the Advocate Center. He's going to be reporting. And, you know, he's, he's joining a Windy City Bulls team that has Adama Sanago on him. Justin Lewis is on it. We'll also see how they fill out the rest of the roster there. I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of our you know, players from the uh, the uh, Summer League end up being on that team as well. But, like, this is going to be a team that I think, you know, it's going to be fun to cover. As you guys may know, I am going to be doing, um, you know, weekly updates on the G League situation. So we have once a week uh, Windy City Bulls uh, videos as well on the channel because nobody else is really covering the Windy City Bulls. And when you have a player like Onolot Bitten joining, joining who I really do think this first year for him is going to be really him them seeing how he's how his game is going to adapt to the NBA type game, right? Not exact NBA game, but I do think that the Bulls bringing him over it means that they they really look highly. The goal for him is not going to be G League. Now, of course, the goal for Marco Simonovic wasn't to be in the G League overall either, but that's the way that it, that it panned out, right? But Onolot bit him, a player that you know is is he grinds it out defensively, right? He already is, is going to be much better defensively than what Marco Simonovic was. The 40% from three-point range, even though the international three is a little bit shorter. So that, that percentage may go down some as well. But, like, this is a guy who can put the ball on the floor, a tough player. And he really may be one of the reasons why the Windy City Bulls are a fun team to watch. And I think, you know, for me, I, I'm a basketball head, so I watch all basketball. I watched every city Windy City Bulls game even before. But, like, especially if Justin Lewis, and I, I mean, sorry, if, um, if uh, uh, Dalen Terry still spent some time down in the G League or Julian Phillips spent some time down there as well. There's going to be more than enough reason on why uh, the Windy City Bulls could be fun to watch. And as, as well, we got a development coach down there who's going to be helping out with that stuff too. So, like, you know, as this Bulls team kind of shifts more and puts more of a focus on development, uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. And we'll be giving that coverage here, but Onolop is now here. Uh, we'll see what if he, if he finishes the season down in the G League. But this is a guy that I'm honestly pretty excited about. Right now, that, that, that expect, that, those expectations are tempered, right? I'm not expecting him to come in and be a superstar at the NBA level or anything like that, but I, am, I do see the potential in him to be a two-way player at the NBA level that it could be difficult to guard and be a, a tough defender himself and that can be one of the you know better role players on the NBA team. So we'll see if that ends up coming to fruition, if that's end up what, what he develops into. But I do think that, you know, all eyes are on him, Justin Lewis, Adama Sinago, um, you know, and, and we'll see what they can end up turning into. Can the Bulls actually start using that G League team as a as a as a system to develop people? And so that's what we hope. That's what I think a lot of clubs are trying to go forward with. And as we know, with the new CBA, it puts an even higher uh, priority on developing your own players within internally, um, because, you know, a team like the Chicago Bulls that have always, you know, not spent the luxury tax. You know, it's going to affect them a little bit less than other teams, but 
you know, you want to see that start turning into a turn system down there for them. So let me know what you guys think on that. But it's Saturday. That means this episode is mainly built around your voicemails. And we're going to get into the first voicemail. This one's from Big Bro Spicy Butter. Hey, so how you doing, little bro? This is Big Bro Spicy Butter. I tell you about the name way. But anyway, I'd like to tell you, I've been a Bulls fan for 51 years. I've been through Reggie Theus, Art Gilmore, Orlando Woolridge, and of course, the Jordan and era. What I want to say is, we, our optimism should be more full than empty. I know we've been through a lot. Uh, we saw the downfall, but if you, we both seen it, you have a point guard and it don't have to be a great guard. Patrick Beverly is not a great point guard. He's just a wise point guard. With a decent point guard, our Bulls team will do well. I, I click us to be around a six seed. I see Zach Levine having a great year. Patrick Williams will have a better year. Uh, I tweeted him several times and told him to get on the board. In order for him to get his shots, he don't need offense ran for him. All he needs to do is go to the board and create his own shots. Let me know what you think about that. I think that Patrick Williams will be better. Uh, I, I know a lot of people don't. I do. Uh, I'm more half full than half empty guy. I've been a Bulls fan and I do like our nucleus. I think we got what it takes. It's just a matter of one small thing to take us over to the to the next side so we can even be proud of our boys. But again, it's your big brother, Spicy Butter, man. I'll holler at you. Let me know what you think, man. Peace. Uh, Bulls uh, do well with a with a decent point. Yeah. I mean, I, I of course, us having Lonzo, it it, it, it it highlight what a point guard that just fits the system does. And then bringing in Pat Bev. And, you know, Pat Bev being, what, an average point guard in the NBA, right? even if you want to maybe a little bit above average. But I, I look at, at Pat Bev as an average a point guard, and now that we brought in Javon Carter, or if it's going to end up being a player like um, like Kobe White who ends up taking that position, whatever, a point the point guard position and having a point guard that is a two way guard is so important to the, to make this version of this core work. That yeah, I, 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 it's fair enough to have the better expectations for this team for that alone, much less development from the young players, anything like that. Now, as far as the P will portion of it, right? P will getting. Uh, shots by going after the board. I 100% agree with you, right? And this is, I think, so often, especially for more casual basketball fans, right? It's all about the score. And, you know, P. Will can have such an infect, effect on the game that has nothing to do with him scoring or shooting a bunch of shots, but he can get more shots by doing those things. Like you said, rebounding the ball, getting those putbacks. We saw him have a couple of explosive, a few explosive putbacks last season, right? That blocking more shots, getting out in transition. Those are the type of things. P. Will needs to focus this part on his game on doing those things great, right? Because by the nature of how this offense operates, unless we see a big change in that, he's not going to get a bunch of shots. He's not going to get a bunch of plays called for him. He's the fourth or fifth option as far as as far as far getting plays called for him. Hell, Kobe White is ahead of him as well, as he should be. Let me be clear. He should be. So, you know, we'll see how P. Will rounds out his game this year, but this is an important year for P. Will to figure out how to do those in-between things extremely well. Now, will P. Will be better this season? I think, I hope so. He was better last season. As much as some, you know, Bulls fans just look at the, the point total and try to use that to determine how a player was, uh, uh, their value was, P. Will was a better player last year than he was the year before, than he was his rookie year, right? Defensively, like, right? Uh, uh, taking more three-pointers, hitting those at, at a decent clip, right? Being the Bulls' best three-point shooter by percentage, those type of things matter. P. Will improve last season. We want to see that improvement continue. If he can make a leap this season, great. But a step is more than likely, and if he takes that next step and does some of those things that you mentioned, it can drastically help and affect winning basketball. So that's my thought process on that. 
All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Reginald. Hey, hey, uh, I just got done watching the uh, Nate Robinson interview with Gilbert Arenas on his podcast. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, what do you think Nate Robinson's impact on the Chicago Bulls was uh, back in the day? Uh, from what he said, the uh, biggest, the only thing that really gave him a shot to be him was the Chicago Bulls because everybody else just wanted him to be, you know, a little man who just excited the crowd, you know. Maybe make a jump, maybe score a 20. They just wanted him to be a spark plug. So only Thibodeau was the only one to let him be a point guard. So uh, what do you think was the impact on Chicago? And where do you rank him among the replacement point guard for Derrick Rose? After he got hurt, you know, C.J. Robinson, not C.J., but C.J. Watson and D.J. Augustine. Where would you rank them? Nate Robinson's impact for the Chicago Bulls. Listen, that season that Nate Robinson um, played for the Chicago Bulls was one of the most fun seasons. Uh, When you look at it, he played all 82 games, only started 23 games in that. Like, I don't know why I feel like I have this memory of Nate Robinson starting more games. I guess because he played, he did play over 25 minutes per game, which was the third highest total in his career. But he only started 23 games for the Bulls. And while the averages weren't crazy, 13 points per game, you had to watch those games. And that's why I always say it's watching the games that really tell the story, right? Because he so drastically impacted how that team went, how other players were guarded. Nate Robinson had a huge impact for the Chicago Bulls that season. It just, you can't really overlook it. He had a, a huge uh, uh, output for the Bulls. And then, unfortunately, he went out. He signed with Denver, I believe, the year after that. And then he uh, got that ACL injury, and it, it is what it is. The, the rest of the story was written there. I think after the rest of his career, he only started three games over the course of the the rest of his career, played about 70 or 80 games the rest of his career. Um, he retired four years later, but Nate Robinson, was that was just such a fun season. Now, but your question on who was the better one, uh, you know, between him and DJ Augustine, their, their, their points per game, their averages are all very, very similar. I think uh, 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 DJ Augustine averaged more towards 15 points per game in that, but he also averaged 30 minutes. He started nine games. He played 61. But to me, Nate Robinson was just a difference maker. I look at Nate Robinson, like, and that's not to that's not to crap on on DJ Augustine's uh, performance for us because he played great for us as well, stepping in for D Rose. But Nate Robinson was just different. It was just different. And the offensive load that Derrick Rose uh, brought for the team, just the impact, right? The impact, I should say, not the load because he didn't score as much, but the impact and the way that you had to guard him, it just it made things so much easier for the rest of the members on that Bulls team at that time. That Nate Robinson season is one of the most fun seasons I've had as a Bulls fan. You guys can let me know what you think on that down below. But all right, let's get into this next one. This one's from J.C. What's up, Hayes? This is J.C., man, calling from the 219, Indiana. First of all, I want to say, man, I love your show. Um, second, of, second of all, I want to ask a question, man. Um, being that Billy Donovan won't be, you know, going anywhere anytime soon, what do you think of Billy Donovan handing over the offense to Chris Fleming? And, you know, Billy, you know, he's pretty okay as a defensive coach, but I think he needs a shakeup on the offensive side. So what do you think about that, like, if Chris Fleming runs the offense, Billy wants the defense, you know, what you think about that? Let me know. Thanks. Bye. Turning the offense over to Chris Fleming. Um, Here's the thing. Like, we've seen coaches be successful in that, right? What Doc Rivers, when you look at the year that the Celtics won the title, uh, Tom Thibodeau was basically their defensive coordinator. Doc, Doc Rivers let Tom Thibodeau take care of the defense. He was the head of that defense. And I do think that that can work. I think, I don't know if it's pride. I don't know if it's whatever it is, but some not a lot of coaches run their system that way, right? But I do think that Billy Donovan could potentially benefit from that. Now, is Chris Fleming the guy to do it? Like I, I've always said, I know a lot of people look at 
the time that Chris Fleming was uh, running the Bulls, which he was not running it for the full nine-game winning streak. We started that win streak off with Billy Donovan still being there. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. The time that he did, the adjustments looked a little bit crisper. But keep in mind, Billy Donovan was still zooming in on, on, on practices. He was still watching practices. He was still helping coming up with game plans. Chris Fleming is, uh, you know, last year, we haven't got that poll to come out yet this season, but he was voted, I think, was the second highest as far as assistant coaches that, that, that uh, NBA execs thought would be a great head coach. And so empowering him could be the thing. But keep in mind, listen, I know Billy Donovan signed an extension, but best believe if A.K. and Eversley are worth their salt, they're also looking at Chris Fleming and saying, hey, man, we got to do what we can. If, if they view Chris Fleming as that guy, like, you know, I always say when people ask, like, well, who's the, who can replace Billy Donovan? What's the name you go out and get? I always say, I don't want another big name coach. I want a guy that can come up and build their system and be here for years. That's why I want you to build the next great head coach. I don't want you to go out and try to sign a big name. It didn't work for us. And if Chris Fleming, if they view Chris Fleming in that light, you know, Maybe he's just waiting in the wings, and I don't mean to be like in, like how Jim Boylan did to to um uh damn what was the coach there uh, Fred Hoiberg right, but I mean like just naturally if they do eventually move on from Billy Donovan, maybe they already ha- think they have their next head coach, and they're looking at how Chris Fleming is operating with the players in the system, things like that. So we'll see. I I, I think though that with Billy Donovan, how stagnant things can get. In some of his offensive schemes, he may be able to benefit from empowering a assistant coach to be that guy to kind of take over and 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 coach and maybe get a little bit of a different look, have a different perspective on things. You never know. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, you know, I, I try to be more fair and even kill with the Chris Fleming thing. But, hey, like I said, you never know. The next Bulls head coach, regardless of when it happens, could already be a coach here. But, all right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Mike Jones. What's up, Paige? It's Mike Jones. Uh man, you know we 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 talked a lot about Kobe, talked a lot about Patrick Williams, talked a lot about uh, a lot of the other players, but we gotta focus on Nikola Vucevic. Um, I watched the the USA game against Montenegro. Um, and I mean, I guess for me, what I saw was a team centered around Vooch or a, a lot of things running through Vooch, and it led me to think that should Billy Donovan stop trying to run things through Zach Levine, stop trying to run things through DeMar DeRozan, and really focus the offense around Nikola Vucevic. Um, and not, that's not to say Vuce gets the most shots. That's not to say Vuce, you know what I'm saying, is like the, the number one on the team. What that's saying is, is allowing Vuce to facilitate and things run from the inside out. Like, Pass the ball into Vooch, almost, almost, almost kind of like, 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 like how teams used to run through like Pau Gasol and things like that back when those Memphis teams and stuff like that. Um, I just, it, I, I just watched the way Montenegro played, and again, again, international play is different from NBA play. I get that, but he had, he had Jaren Jackson on skate all night long, 
all night long. Blocking shots, he looked involved, he looked engaged. And you mentioned on the pod, I think that's kind of what made me go watch some international ball. You mentioned on the pod, like, just how good he's been. And, I mean, it, 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 it seemed like everybody got easier shots because things ran through Vooch. And he's not one that's going to be like a black hole in the center of the uh, by the basket and you throw the ball in and it just don't come back out. Like, he'll pop that ball back out. And you talking about Zach Levine catching shoots. We know Kobe White can catch and shoot. I mean, I don't know what it would do for DeMar's game, but for for our guys, Patrick Williams is cool with the catch and shoot in the corner. I think I think this will unlock so much better basketball for the Bulls if at least at least allow Boots to touch the ball in the post, see if something's there first. If not, he can catch somebody on the cut, or they can catch him on the cut coming in, and he got the little teardrop joint. Or you throw it out to one of the three pointers and try. And like I said, this will get us some of those high volume three pointers, especially with Tory Craig and um and and Javon Carter on the team now too. Let me know what you think. Nikola Vucevic. Here's the thing. When you talk about playing inside out, that's what we've been calling for. Like me, uh, Bobby, like the Kanye boys, like we've been talking about that for a while. That does drastically change. Now you have to have players that can operate off the ball. And to your point, DeMar DeRozan isn't the best off the ball. Now, could he learn to adapt to it? I think he could. But if you use Vooch in similar ways like a Nikola Jokic, I'm not saying he can have that impact. I'm not saying that he's that caliber of player. I'm not saying that you could do all your offense, all game through Vooch like you can through Jokic. But I'm saying even if you do a little bit more of that, that opens up the floor for everyone, right? Players that are good off the ball like a Kobe White, like a Zach Levine, right? Uh, uh, that they, they can benefit from that. Even Alice Caruso cutting and the way that he moves without the ball, those things can help. And that's the type of thing that you, you, you want to add into your offense at least. That is where Vooch is his best. And while people crap on Vooch, that Orlando Vooch is still in there. And we got close to it last season as the third option. He's just not prioritizing the offense like he was before. And I do think that that's a way to open things up. As many people that want to see Kobe White, for example, be the starter here, Kobe White can operate. I'm not, again, I'm not comparing the skill set or saying they can ha- he can have the impact, but you can use him in similar ways to Jamal Murray if you do run more inside out with Nikola Vucevic and have him playing off ball things. Players like Dalen Terry, again, as long as they're cutting and, and aren't the best shooters. You, you benefit when you when the focal point of your offense is inside. That's why the point forward and passing big man has become so influential in the modern day basketball, a game of basketball is because it opens up so much for the, you still have to guard out on the perimeter as long as you have people who can either take players off the dribble, they're going to slash, or they're a threat to shoot. God forbid if you have multiple players that can do a little bit of all of that, but it changes the game, the way that you have to defend the game of basketball because while some people they, they kind of leave one guy packed in, right, to get rebounds if you're just a perimeter shooting team. When you operate from inside out, you have you, that focal point has to move around the inside of, of, that, of, that, of that, uh, that lane. And because of that, if you have players that are moving and can shoot, eventually you find the open man if you're a good passing team. So I definitely think that that could benefit Vooch. I think that could benefit some of the skill set of the players that we have on this team. I think it can make players more dangerous like a Zach Levine who's great in catch and shoot and things like that. But we just haven't seen enough from Billy Donovan to where I think that that's even an option in his mind. I, and it's unfortunate because Vooch is so good in that role. Is he going to have the impact that he has in FIBA? No, it's a different game. But he's so good in that. He's such a smart basketball player, especially when passing the basketball, that we don't run more things like that for him, have those opportunities and those branches of that offense off him. It's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. But all right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. Well, let me know what you guys think. Let's get into the last voicemail. This one's from Auntie. 
Yo, hey, it's your auntie Zoom. Hold on. Oh, my nigga. Hold on. Hold on. Now, hey, I'm calling about the little Boost situation. Um, I don't think Boost supposed should have came out the way he came out. I mean, it was cool what he said. It's just like the end part got me. I think Zach Levine, uh, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Philly should have said something about it. Like, first of all, you saying this and you saying that. You got to put this shit on wax. We definitely want to see it because you was good during the season. Your defense was trash. Offense was cool. You stayed about 3.9 too, too much. First of all, I just don't know, hey. It, it, it just, I just don't know. I just, we already being criticized and Boots didn't make it no better than the shit that he said, like he, he's the leader or something. Now, since he want to talk this and talk that, when the uh, season starts, I, I, you got to show us that you are a leader. Because you're talking about this core shit. On, on the way this, that this core go break up, if Billy don't play I.O., P.W., and uh, Kobe White, we got to see the identity. If Billy don't play that and we don't go to the play or we don't go to the playoffs, that's the only thing I think. That's the, that's the only reason why I think the core be messed up. Other than that, DeMar on one, he's trying to take that extension. Kobe White, P.W., and I.O., they know what the fuck they got to do. I.O. and P.W. just got an extension, so they, they definitely go try to grind. I don't think this core will be – I don't think it's the end of it. I just don't think it's the end of it. Not at all. Billy, you got to play our kid. You have to play Dayton Terry. You got to play Kobe. You got to play I.O. When they get hot, Billy – you got to stop that bullshit. You cannot take them out once these boys on the run. Let these kids play. That's the only way we're going to see our identity. And, Billy, you messed up a lot of a lot of situations during the games last season. I didn't like how you coached. I just, I just didn't like And then Patrick Beverly coming in the second half of the season like you was the best coach ever. No, we did not see that. You, you want to coach these NBA players like you coach in college. You could not do that. I just want to see a new identity. The way Boosh came out talking about he a, like he a leader and all this shit, this and that. Motherfucker, you only play defense. Move your big feet. Stop letting motherfuckers do what the fuck they doing at the, at the rim. We got to put Andre Drummond. Auntie, take, listen, I understand what you mean, Auntie. Like, at the end of the day, like, every any player can say anything. We need to see it. We need to see this team perform this is the year and I, and you know i i commend vooch for saying that this may be the last time because it it takes a level of of uh, awareness right of personal responsibility as well on him and the core there to step up now we got to say everybody buy into that but i do think i definitely think that that is something that you know somebody needed to say and i don't think that i didn't necessarily take it like you like and, and i understand you taking issue with it and that's perfectly fine um but it comes down to it like you said put it on wax you have to put it on the basketball court. That's what it's all about. If you're not putting it on the basketball court, you could you said a lot of nothing. Not you, I'm talking about Vooch. Um, so, you know, we got to see this team come out and perform on the basketball court. That's what it is. That's what we need it to be. Now, hopefully this season, we are talking about a team that's more dangerous. We're talking about a team that takes it a little bit more serious. We're talking about a team that discovers that edge that you talk about, that identity that you talk about. Hopefully, Javon Carter is bringing the Chicago that we need to the Chicago Bulls because guess what? We need it. And this team 
uh, as much as we have some good guys, good like Zach, good guy, DeMar, good guy, Patrick Williams, good guy, we don't got a lot of edge on this team. And we need to develop that edge. And hopefully that is something that the coaching staff, that the front office, that the players, everyone identifies that they need their identity. And if they can establish that in training camp, in preseason, in the first couple of months of the season, then that is going to pay off big time for the Chicago Bulls as the season ends. But let me know what you guys think on all that down below. That's my time for today. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailback episode, which we'll have another one tomorrow, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys, and we've been doing it for two years, and we're going to be doing it for 20 more. I love you guys, man. I like I like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.